Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to those women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Janet Falk. Janet, welcome, and thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Susan. I'm excited to talk with you and reach your audience. Great, great. So in, in full disclosure, folks, as you know, I am very open, honest, and direct. Uh, Janet and I had recorded a really wonderful, robust session, but as such, uh, times in the crisis mode where everyone is working from home, um, there was a lag in the conversation due to technical difficulties. So we are re-recording today, and I'm super excited to have her here again. And I hope that we can convey the enthusiasm that we did the first time around. You, you folks really missed a great conversation. So Janet, why don't you start by telling my listeners a little bit about yourself? Susan, of course. Now, I like to say that I am not a round peg or a square peg. I consider myself to be an octagonal peg, and that's part of my logo. My career has been very varied. I don't fit into the typical slot of someone who has followed the straight path. I am a public relations and marketing communications professional, and I work currently with attorneys, CPAs, consultants, business executives, and financial services firms. But in the past, I worked with firms on Wall Street, I was on staff, and I worked at nonprofits and as well at public relations agencies. What I do now is I help my clients to get in the news, to attract more business, and to be top of mind with their referral sources. Earlier in my career, before I became an independent consultant, I had my PhD in Spanish literature and lived and worked in Madrid. I now live in New York City on the community of Roosevelt Island, and I'm an elected member of the Residents Association and active in local nonprofit groups. I have to say you're, you're possibly the busiest woman of all the very, very, very busy women I know. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Um, what a robust career. Um, and the fact that you, you said you, you got your PhD in Spanish. That's amazing. What, what do you do with that now? Right now, uh, Spanish is more uh, an interest than a career pursuit. So I like to read contemporary literature and, uh, you know, chat from time to time with the people around me who speak Spanish. Very nice. I think it's a huge added value and benefit to doing business with you, um, especially in this online, digital, virtual office, you know, workplace that we're experiencing now, that you can add that to your um, CV or to your materials that you do speak Spanish. I think that um, that, would, that would set you apart from a lot of us who do same or similar things that you do in the industry. Uh, let me ask you this, with this robust career that you've had, what would you consider your proudest professional accomplishment? Well, Susan, what I try to do is to make my client's phone ring. And that may be getting the client in the news so the story will be seen by their target market or a potential customer will visit the website and ask for information and that will lead to a sale. 
Often when I work with attorneys who are bringing a case to court, we try to get a new story because that puts pressure on opposing counsel to make them want to settle the case without going to trial. So making my client's phone ring is a terrific thrill. And if you like, I can give you an example. I would love that. I would love that. So if this is an right. example of not only your proudest professional accomplishment, but your unique and creative uh, and innovative ways of serving your clients, that would be great. Yes. Uh, so I'm thinking of a client who was in a niche market in the financial services industry, specifically in credit card processing. What they do is they conduct a free audit to analyze the merchant services statement of companies that accept credit cards. And then they determine whether they are overpaying the rate that would be appropriate for the volume of credit cards that they're handling and the credit worthiness of the company and the industry that they are in. Now, this particular company was focused on getting more clients in the hotel industry. I reached out to three hotel industry publications with a press release and a case study that talked about how my client had saved their customers, which were two major hotels, hundreds of thousands of dollars by conducting this audit of their merchant services statement. Now think about it, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And these articles in three hotel industry publications generated many, many phone calls. Susan, guess how many phone calls they got from these three news stories? Um, exponentially more than they would have without your services. How's that for a safe answer? Well, that, that's a good answer. Actually, they got more than 800 phone calls. Wow. 800 phone calls. Now, imagine... Yeah, I know. Imagine if they had bought a list of financial executives in the hotel industry and they had emailed and cold called these hotel industry financial professionals. Do you think they would have had any interest in their service? No. No. Because it would have just not, been a sales not, pitch. Yeah, that so in our conversation I'm probably going to interrupt a little bit or overlap because that's what makes mm -hmm. it conversational. So I was going to say that's uh, not that's an easy one to answer, and the answer is no. And I wanted the opportunity to get it right. <laughs> so no, yeah, yeah, right, right. But because they read about this opportunity for the free audit to save hundreds of thousands of dollars, they read about it in a hotel industry publication, and then they wanted to be that person. They wanted to be that hotel that was going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars. So making my client's phone ring is a tremendous thrill and placing a story that will lead to my client's phone ringing. That's the thrill for me too. That is awesome. So you created some raving fans right there. Um, that's enough right. to keep you busy forever. And then I'm sure they are perfectly fine aligning their own reputations with you and yours and referring work to you. So isn't that the best? Exactly. There's nothing like a happy client. Exactly. Who will refer others to you? Um, you know, I don't trust paid advertising. Yes, we all use it and we must, but um, I really trust 
a referral or a client testimonial. It's very powerful. Well, let me ask you this. Along your way, I mean, you've described quite the journey, especially with the perfect analogy of the uh, octagon and how you use that in your logo. We are never the perfectly round peg in the perfectly round hole, but I love the way you describe that and tell the story at the opening of the conversation. Somebody along the way, just like you inspired me, has inspired you. Who was that person? Or maybe there were more than one, there was more than one person. Right. So, Susan, I know that many women who have spoken with you here in this uh, setting have talked about their relationship and the inspiration with their mother. And certainly my mother is a, a force in my life. But it's actually my grandmother who I view as an inspiration. She came from an upper middle class family in Europe around 1910 because they had lost all their money in business. And with very little education, she was only 10 years old and had completed fifth grade. With very little education, she began working in the garment industry and she joined the Garment Workers Union. And she was very fierce and very determined and was a sort of a wise ass. And when I told her that I had joined the Graduate Student Union and was one of the organizers where I was going to graduate school, she gave me a big kiss and she said, you are my granddaughter and you are my sister. Wow, I love that. That's meaningful. So tell us, yeah. tell us a little more about, you know, what, what about her story? Like, how do you see that connecting with you today? Like, what do you see in you that's her? Well, I think the fact that she was resilient and she moved forward using what skills and education she had, and she made a better life for her family. And then, you know, my mother went on to make a better life for her, her family and so on. I think that's something that we all try to do is to use our education and skills and propel ourselves ever forward and upward. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I try to give a voice to women who are engaged actively in doing just that. So that's why you're here today. Um, speaking of that, that's a perfect segue to the fact that everything I do for a living, which I usually don't promote on this show, and the things that I do for a giving, which would be an example, uh, this show is an example of that, are all about lifting other women and women in business. How do you advise us to, to support other women in business? Well, there are several ways. Uh, one way is that given the opportunity to collaborate with another partner who might be, in my case, a web developer or a graphic designer or a photographer, I try to work with women whenever possible. So that's it. one way is to, give, is to give more business to my women vendor colleagues. So that's one Money thing. Money where your mouth is, yeah. Right, right. And uh, I certainly encourage other women to use other women professionals in their collaborative efforts. In addition, I am active in several women's professional membership organizations. So these are opportunities for women to share knowledge and to network and to refer business and, you know, and to promote each other. Uh, for example, earlier this week, 
I gave a presentation to one of the groups where I am a member. The name of the group is Women Owned Law. So you can imagine, it's women who have their own law firms, whether you know firms of 50 employees or, or solo practices. So I think being active in women's professional membership organizations redounds to your own personal development and also to your business development. Absolutely, absolutely. Where are you located? Let me ask you that. I, I don't think I know. Where, where are you? Where do you live? So I live in New York City. I live on Roosevelt Island, which is the small island between Manhattan and Queens underneath the 59th Street Bridge. And you did mention that in the beginning. Where do you work? Do you work from home? Yes, I work from my home office. So finally, WFH, we are getting some respect. We have our own acronym. <laughs> you know, all of my friends are freaking out with this transition and asking, how do you do it? And um, I have to admit, in the beginning, I suffered the same that they're going through now. But uh, two years later, I'm so used to working from home and I love it. And it's, you know, the world is at my, is one click away, you know? So I do travel a lot when we're not under house order, but to stay home. But uh, I do love working from home and being able to connect digitally with the world. So not, not, yeah, big, absolutely. not a big adjustment for you or me. Um, no, no, no. I, I will tell you honestly, Susan, that I have some clients that I have never met face to face because they live in another state and we've been doing everything on phone and email. This is even before I became acquainted with the opportunity to have a Zoom call so that we could see each other face to face. So yeah. uh, it's very easy now to conduct business independently without the the overhead and the apparatus. But still, I, I do relish the, I do relish the opportunity to be face to face with the people that I'm working with. What I do for a living, I have to be face to face. It's a lot about nonverbal communication. So um, and it's very interactive. Mm -hmm. But the things that I do for a giving are easily done via the web. And I love that the digital age has opened up an opportunity for us to see um, different ways that people operate. So the world is flat now. I have calls with Italy. I have calls with Australia. I've got, so, you know, um, as much as I have to travel for the things that I do for a living and I love it, um, I'm still very busy in a meaningful way during this stay at home period. And I love that too. So. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I want to mention something here, Susan, because you talked about giving. And something that your, your listeners might be interested in is that there are opportunities for volunteer service where you don't have to physically appear. You can provide your skills and knowledge and insight to nonprofit organizations that want to tap into the professional backgrounds of their volunteers. So I would encourage your listeners to think about giving, giving in this virtual manner. Very nice. Very nice. Well, folks, what I have done, and Janet, you probably are doing this too. You can tell me more about this in a minute. Um, with my clients, I am helping them to make this transition to a virtual workplace. And I'm doing a lot of team building and a lot of leadership training and a lot of uh, comms small short webinars small short meetings um, brief one-page overviews they don't want anything long or big their inboxes are inundated with uh, people trying to help 
um, I make an offer and if they reach out back to me, then I go forward and provide some really uh, valuable information that doesn't um, hurt the sustainability of my business. I'm not giving away that things that keep me uh, afloat, if you will, but I'm giving mm -hmm. them things that are important to them. So that's been right. a feel good thing. Mm -hmm. So in the field of communications, there's a lot of discussion these past three weeks about marketing and respecting the fact that people are, you know, besieged by so many, you know, sales oriented uh, communiques and so forth. And, and the, the, the approach seems to be to be human and to be humane and, and understand that the person on the other side might not be ready to hear what it is that you're trying to offer them whether it's timely information or things that are going to help them get through these next few weeks and so on. Uh, that person may be working in the early morning hours and in the late evening hours and in between managing their suddenly crowded household of, you know, yeah. stay-at-home spouse, stay-at-home children, pets, elderly relatives, and so on. So it is valuable that what you are offering is information that is designed to help the people on the other side and they will remember this and there will come a time when they will come back to you and i have done something similar susan i have taken some publications newsletters articles that i have written before and bundled them together and i have sent those out as interim newsletters to people with whom I am ordinarily in touch, my subscribers. So the first one was about the benefits of having a newsletter, and I, I gave tips on things that one could do in that way. The second one was tweaks that you could make to your website without engaging the services of a, of a designer, things that you could do yourself. Oh, and the third one, which is going, right, and the third one is going to go out next week, and that's things that you can do to polish your LinkedIn profile and improve your strategy for connecting with other people, building your network, and finally uh, raise up your LinkedIn activity in terms of what you post and how you comment to others. So I think in the communications field, we are very sensitive to recognizing that People are hungry for information. Uh, they can only move the ball downfield so far before they need input from a colleague or from a client, and they're looking for a distraction. But at the same time, they're juggling so many more balls in the air that they won't get to it right away. They'll file it for future reference. I love that you're doing that. Um, let's reference that in the blog that I'll write after we... Um, finish the recording. I always write a blog about the women that I interview. I'll have mm -hmm. a picture, several pictures actually. Um, any materials that you want me to promote, I'll put in there. Let's add that, that you're doing that for your clients. I mean, you don't have to give away what you're giving away, but just speak to it because that's a really, really kind and wonderful and helpful thing to do. So listen, tell us a little something we don't know, like most people don't know about you, a surprising fact about you. So Susan, as you know, I speak Spanish because I lived in Madrid and I have my PhD, but I, I also speak French and, and I know some German and some Italian. But surprising is that I dream in another language. I'm and I have done this many times over the years. 
I have never heard anyone say that before. That's that's yeah. incredible. That's, oh, yeah. wow. And How the interesting thing is that the people in my dream who don't speak that language, in my dream, they do speak it, even if they don't in real life. Wow, that's insane. I love it. That's yeah. crazy. So you're the only person I've ever heard ever say anything like that is certainly not just a surprising fact about you, but I didn't even know that could happen. That's really amazing. Um, that's your brain at work. Your incredible, yes. brilliant, yes. busy brain. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. Wow. That's amazing. You should write down your dreams, collect them and maybe tell a story one day. That's pretty incredible. I will make an effort to do that. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. You are fascinating. You are multifaceted. You are definitely not the round peg or the square peg. Um, I love that you started this conversation with the octagonal peg. So um, I don't think you're peg at all. Frankly, I'm not sure that you fit in anywhere. And I love that because you stand out. It's amazing. Tell us more Thank about you, how to reach you. What if other people, um, I know you, I know how to reach you, but what about people who are just listening and they want to reach out to you? How can they, how can they reach out to you? Okay. My website, Susan, is Janet, J-A-N-E-T-L as love, Falk, F is France, A-L-K.com. Janet, L-F-A-L-K.com. And I have a monthly newsletter, as I mentioned. I have a number of articles, podcasts, videos, and resources in the library section of my website. And it's all available for free for perusal of anyone who comes to my attention. I'm active on LinkedIn and Twitter. And uh, if anyone wants to learn more about how I could be helpful to them, I invite them to a free 30-minute consultation. That is a, what a great um, value add or gift to the public or folks. I would take her up on that just to even pick her brain for 30 minutes. It's like, you know, a, a, a class in college. <laughs> She's amazing. So thank you so much, Janet, for being here today. This was a really great conversation. You are a terrific, terrific woman in business. And I'm so glad to um, have you on the show. Thank you so much, Susan. I've enjoyed it as well. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.